I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Oops the Podcast. I am Julio Gallerati. I'm joined by the hilarious good friend of mine, Francis Ellis. How you doing, buddy? Comfy as hell in my plover robe. I know, same. I don't know if you guys are watching this right now, but I am fully fucking hooded in a purple camo robe. Fully tented, baby. Check out our YouTube channel for full episodes. Yeah. But uh, we are rocking this in style right now. These robes are great. We're going to plug them later in the episode, though, so move on now. Yeah. Dude, I was joking before. I look like fucking Obi-Wan Galarati, dude. The purple can't... I think it's purple. That's a purple. That's, Chris. Pur- that's Those purple, are shades Chris. of purple, I think. We just learned something about Chris, that he is colorblind. Yeah, that's right. Great. Yeah. Whatever. I'm wearing the hot llama. That's what it's called. <laughs> the hot llama. The it hot llama. I'm, nice I'm, a lo- I'm a big llama guy. You always look good in like a loud... Whenever we have like a loud items, you look very good in that's them. That's very sweet. You're welcome. Yeah. yeah. All right, I have something I want to talk to you about. Great. Um, so someone was telling me, every once in a while, people just say something to me like, uh, you know, you must get a lot of DMs from chicks. <laughs> I bet chicks are sliding into your DMs all the time. That's what they say to me. Who the fuck says that? You know, people who don't know. Right, right, right. We, um, you do not get DMed by chicks? I do but this is what they say. They go, OMG, please marry me. <laughs> nice. No, it's not. <laughs> Why not? Think about that. OMG, please marry me. I know. It's not like a literal, they're not proposing. No, Julio. <laughs> See, this is the issue, right? Yes, <laughs> I know that men DMing girls is, is 10 times worse, whether they're sending unsolicited dick pics or they are being aggressive or just being annoying. I know that, right? But the the flip side is that I will get that's that's the most common DM that I get. Marry me. Like when are we going on a date? Uh marry me. Mm-hmm. Think about that's that's a lot. Right. To start with. It is. Suggesting that we should spend our lives together. That yeah. That is a huge message. <laughs> Proposing to me on direct message on Instagram. Yeah. That's too much. It's a lot. That's a lot. That's too much. Yeah, no, I agree. Nobody, people don't really, I'm trying to think what people say to me. Not that. People usually just try to like start a combo. It's not, rarely are they like, marry me. But dude, I also heard that on Girls Gotta Eat on their uh, year end episode, apparently they were doing superlatives. And there was something about people like wanting to blow me or something, which is like really pretty exciting. Oh, that's fun. Not to mention this was this was one of the sound bites that made me laugh. It was like he's he's good to his girlfriend, but he also didn't tell her he was going to the Dominican Republic. You know he can dick you down. Oh <laughs> I was like, that's fucking great. Good for you. I enjoyed that. But dude, but I but still, you know, I'm I'm not getting like that forward of dms usually so i don't know what that says maybe you seem more more approachable than me or something well i think one of the things is that we're both so vocal and open about our our strong relationships and how much we appreciate our girlfriends so i'm sure that most rational people just say oh they're unavailable and then don't bother which is what when right, then, then right. we're left with a, a a whole slew of people who say like i can overcome that <laughs> All I have to do is 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 try harder. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where marriage proposals come Interesting. in. Interesting. There it is. Yeah. Good for you, dude. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't know. I don't know either, Julio. <laughs> dude, I had this thought okay. uh, before. Somebody, one of my friends texted me and he goes, are you gambling on any of the games this weekend? Oh, gosh. And dude, I got to be honest. I think I'm sort of over gambling. And I'll tell you why. I mean, like you can, that same 300 bucks you can take and gamble on a game that might double. If you win the bet, you get 600 unless you're a moron and you're doing like a five team parlay that you're going to lose. Right. Right. Why not take that $300 and invest it? Even if you invest shittily, 
if you just wait long enough, it'll probably become a good investment eventually. Yeah. Like there will be a time where that investment goes up. Isn't that a much better kind of gambling? Well, it certainly is, except that we are the generation of immediate gratification. Ah, People gosh. would rather flip a coin and say, you know, instantly I will know whether I've doubled my money or lost it. It just seems it's so stupid. Like, why not picture this? You invest three hundred dollars. It goes down thirty percent the next for the, for the next year. Yeah. But then in two years, it's up 100%. You know what I mean? Like, you, even though you lose, you eventually win. Isn't that a better game? So you're talking about investing in, in legitimate equities. Yes. Individual companies. Yeah. Or, or not. Or a mutual fund. Or anything. Fucking Bitcoin. Literally anything is a better gamble. Bitcoin's a way more interesting gamble than the Chiefs, in my opinion. Have you been hearing all these stories about people who have lost their Bitcoin hard drives or are not, they don't know their passwords? Yeah. It's stressful to me. I completely agree with that. Yeah. Dude, I know a kid who he was buying drugs with with Bitcoins. When oh, my he was God. Like, my, my, I, I don't buy. Excuse me. I'm so sorry to interrupt. Please. No, no. I used to buy weed from a delivery service in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. Buddies, what they're called. <laughs> That's a good night. They That's always text name. me. They still, they still text me because I'm still on their, like, whatever rolodex we got that good flower and they that's right they'll say hey buddies like blah 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 <laughs> and they will text me and they just texted me saying with their their current menu saying that they are now accepting bitcoin oh wow as payment that's crazy man that's really crazy. but that is crazy because the price of a bitcoin fluctuates so dramatically yeah so update for anybody who hasn't been following it's near its historic high right now around forty thousand per bitcoin I remember when I went to 20,000 in 2017. That's when I started dabbling. Yeah, right. Um, I didn't end up making too much money doing it. But dude, like this this kid I know who had them, he still has them somewhere. He goes, hey, I don't know where they are. I'm like, that sucks. Does he yeah, really yes. not? But so this is the thing. Back then, there, there weren't like wallets, really. It was confusing to use them. So like, I, I understand losing it. Okay. Now there's all these apps, like there's apps that are really easy to use now. So now it would be a harder thing to do. Right. But I do actually believe him. Okay. But you do hear these stories. Well, here's, here's what I don't understand, right? There's a guy who just offered a, the government of wherever the hell he is, $70 million to let him dig up a landfill that contains... His $250 million Bitcoin wow. hard drive. Wow. But here's my question. That sucks. That's still a lot of Bitcoin. Even when, presuming he got it, he did it many, many years ago, right? Why would he have thrown it out even at that point? How could he not have known? Right. I mean, you're right, talking right, about. Right, right. Right. I don't even. I don't know. Yes. Hundreds, if not thousands, of bitcoins. I'm not sure what the math is. Yeah, we have to do it quickly. But yeah, you're right. By that, that should have been worth something already. Yeah. For the idea that he could actually find it in a landfill still. And, and it not hasn't only been compacted. that, I'm also confused by the password one. The one where the guy said he, you know, he has two chances left at guessing the password. He had 10 chances and then he gets locked out forever. Oh my God. Why isn't there a that's forgot what, your password? That's why you need to screenshot your, those recovery first, codes. Yeah. What's the first concert you ever attended? That's so beat, man. They don't have that for Bitcoin? You, you can do two factor, but there's different ways to do it. I mean, it depends what wallet that guy's using, dude. I don't know. That's, that really blows. I'm, I'm frustrated because I was like really invested in one of them that got, uh, is getting it sued by the sec ethereum no no no. ethereum's doing really well this one's called ripple ripple and ripple was crushing and i was so psyched and like i had it went up to like three dollars in 2017 and i was like i'm gonna invest enough that when it goes to three dollars again it's gonna be a life-changing amount of money wow. and i did that but during this fucking rise and, and ripple went up to like 80 cents uh i think or 90 cents like a few weeks ago and i was like oh my god i should have sold i didn't and then they got sued by the SEC and I ended up selling them for like 35 cents because I'm afraid it's going to go to zero. But then if they win the lawsuit and it goes way back up, I'm going to feel terrible. So like I'm stressed about it. Sometimes you need to spend money simply for the peace of mind of what we like to call uh, FOMAO. <laughs> Fear, Fear of missing, of missing a winner. <laughs> FOMAO. You need to pay for the certainty that you that you didn't miss. Totally. In in the same way, dude, by the way, that um one of the most reassuring letters that I ever got in my life was the letter from Yale Law School telling me that I didn't get in. Why? 
because everyone was like, dude, don't even apply. They made up your mind. There's for you? never you're ne- well, no. It was like Yale Law School is the top law school. It, it's 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 kind of like in better a than Harvard of Law School. Yeah, better than Harvard and Stanford. Harvard and Stanford tend to flip flop. That's like where all the three. presidents go, right? Yeah, Yale, Yale Yale's law. the top, and it's kind of in its own tier. A lot of Supreme Court justices went there. Right, makes Obama sense. went to Harvard, but whatever. Mm-hmm. The point is, there was no reason for me to have applied, except that I needed the peace of mind of that no. Right, right. Do you know what yes, I mean? Yes. You and never so know until you try. You pay your whatever seventy five dollar application fee. Eat it, right? It, it, everyone's like, it's a waste of money. Fuck but, it. But 75 bucks for peace of mind. $75 well spent. Absolutely. The, one of the most important no's I ever got. Because even though I was also rejected by the number two through 15 law school, had I not applied to the number one, I would always have wondered, might I have gotten in because someone was asleep at the wheel? <laughs> right. You know, might no. there have been some fluke or might they have been totally taken by my wonderful personal statement about comparing what it's like to be a trial lawyer to a, a stand-up comedian. I know. Which took me weeks and weeks to craft and <laughs> really got me nowhere. <laughs> well, dude, I'll tell you what. I like sort of kowtowed to my my guidance counselor in high school who was like, you shouldn't apply to here, here, or here. And yeah. I didn't. And fuck your guidance counselor. Just apply where you got to apply. Let the school tell you no. Yeah, your your guidance counselor doesn't know shit. Let the no one in your high school counsel. knows anything. Yeah, just remember that. Oh, unless it's like Andover or something. Sometimes <laughs> then they know something. Sometimes the no is is just as reassuring as the yes. Yeah, it's very true, man. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta hear. You that gotta note. hear the no. You gotta hear the no. Yeah. What do you um, got for us? So, dude, we have some uh, we have some pretty funny emails here. Great. There's a follow up about something that we had talked about last week about the kind of retreat with other friends who you didn't know yet oh and we got a funny story about this uh, it's called vacationing with couples uh he says about julio's story going on vacation with his girlfriend and her friends with significant others whom he was strangers with i went to the mountains with my fiance at the time with her friends and their significant others plus a couple of their guy friends before we went on the trip one of the guy friends had tried messaging my fiance while we were together and she politely reminded him we were engaged and she showed me the messages so that I, I wasn't concerned. It's a respectful thing to do. Nothing seemed out of the ordinary at the house, but this particular guy was extremely nice to me, even going out of his way to grab me a drink or just sit and chill while the girls were together. Things at the house went smoothly, and, the, and we were only there for a few nights. Fast forward two months, my fiance, my fiance dumps me and is now dating the guy oh God. who messaged her and was super nice to him at the house. That's so bad. That sucks. And it's like, you can like feel it. Isn't that crazy when you're in a relationship and there's some guy who's about to steal your girl, you can like feel that it's going to happen. What could he have done differently? I don't know. Could he have averted that situation? So I think, rule of thumb, you should never attempt to intervene with that kind of stuff. Because you're just going to, by intervening, you like make it happen somehow. It's like some destiny thing. That he, he wait, hold on. That the, the original fiance should not have said, don't talk to this guy or told the guy to, me- to stop messaging his girlfriend, his wife. I don't think, I don't think that by getting involved, he could have changed it. Even by nixing the whole weekend. I think that like that energy being out there, you then end up ruining your relationship for different reasons. Here, here's what I was originally going to say. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the wife or the, excuse me, the, the the wife elect the the <laughs> the fiance with an e on the end the woman I don't think she should have shown her fiance the messages from the guy oh interesting because if she is confident in herself and her relationship she doesn't she should point. be able to put out that fire herself that's a very good point and the very fact that she showed it to her fiance is evidence perhaps that she wanted to get a reaction out of him. Yeah, right. And then maybe his reaction wasn't the one she was looking for, which perhaps precipitated the eventual uh, breakup and swap. Dude, totally. And I think I think that that is you know those what we're saying are similar things. But in this in this situation, she prompted whatever reaction she got back. But dude, there is something about that, like the guy who's in pursuit versus the guy who has the girl already, who's like trying to undercut that guy. Who's like, oh, he's a loser anyway. <laughs> like yeah. that just doesn't work, dude. No, I agree. I I also think it's a really scummy move 
to if you DM a guy's fiance and then you spend a bunch of time together to be super nice to that guy, to be bringing him drinks. Right. You're a fucking snake. I know. You know what I mean? And if you're going to be a snake, you might as well just lean into it. Yeah. Don't don't interact, whatever. Be cold. That's fine. I'm not saying you need to like be a dick and try to like hook up with his wife in front of him. But <laughs> don't don't be so two faced that you are being Mr. Nice Guy when, you know, when you're when when all that's going on. And sure enough, you know, he continued to clearly pursue. Yeah. The fiance. And dude, this is like an eight. There's something weird about like couples weekends where like the stakes are randomly kind of high. There's this like Bridget Bardot movie that comes to mind. It's like a Jean-Luc Godard. It's called Le Mepris. And dear, dear God. Dude, it's a, it's like a classic. It's a classic movie. You've seen the you've seen the poster and it's about this guy and his girlfriend. They go on this like couples weekend and the guy hosting them like randomly just starts like putting the moves on her the whole time. And it's like it's like a thing. Mm. It's weird that that's a thing. But that that like came that plot came to mind immediately but like when there's that sort of like unspoken vibes being put out things can get weird man yes at the end of the day you want to be in a relationship where you don't have to worry about that has that ever happened to you have you ever watched a guy hit on your girlfriend in your presence where he knew that the two of you were together uh like oh definitely not it doesn't happen anymore and shout out to my girlfriend for being awesome like she she doesn't like do that she doesn't like put that out there like it take it really does take two yes, to tango but you gotta be careful there julio <laughs> you gotta be careful because then you are bordering on that age-old uh idea that that some women are like asking for it right no i'm not saying they're asking for it but there's a th- participation this isn't rape we're talking about no 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 i i don't i don't mean that <laughs> i don't mean that you're right you're right that okay so <laughs> Jesus. No, but you know what I mean? I'm not saying anybody's asking for anything, but like there's this flirtation that happens and then you're like, what the fuck is that? And they're like, what? And then before you know yeah. it, they're banging. The yeah. Quavo situation is similar, which I talked about in a very early episode where like, I think I'm pretty sure Quavo from the Migos banged my girlfriend, but like it was one of those things. He was texting her and I was like, what the fuck is that? Quavo's texting. And she's like, we're friends. I'm like, have oh. you listened to the lyrics of his songs? You're not friends. He doesn't have female friends. Literally all of his lyrics are about banging people's girlfriends and how the guy's a loser. He's not even apologetic. He's like, that you're a loser, dude. I banged your girlfriend because you're a loser. <laughs> that is the lyrics of the songs. I could just see you up late at night fuming over like uh, genius.com lyrics. Dude, dude like, literally. What does this mean? I had to put the Migos down and I said this, uh, you know, a hundred episodes ago, but literally like there was a time where she's like, I can't come over. I'm at my mom's house or whatever. And there's a lyric in Amigo song that's like, where was she three o'clock last night? Her mama house? That's a goddamn lie. <laughs> <laughs> and dude, I had, to, I had to put it down. I had you to. You found it. Yeah. Chris, if you want to throw that fucking sound bite in there again. The smoking gun. Say, where were you three o'clock on the dot? My mama house. You're a goddamn lie. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and i said if you're thinking about starting a podcast i'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell anchor anchor and then you'd say go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast see all the best analytics you could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony it's a way that any person can look at it and be like "Ooh, that's pretty and also it's our podcast and there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize so you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. But yeah, man. But dude, that also reminded me of another thing. So it's funny you say that about the guy who's being the nice guy and then ends up happening. Mm-hmm. I've been that guy before too. Yeah. And actually it's controversial. Wait, 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 wait. Which one? I've been the guy who's nice to the guy with the girlfriend and then hooked up with the girlfriend. Okay. But hold on. Were you the guy who, before you were nice to the boyfriend, you had already made overtures to the girlfriend? So this is the problem. The girlfriend was putting it out there always. And I was always very respectful of their relationship because I knew that he's a comedian. Mm. This is a problem. This has been a problem. And I'm sure he does. I'm sure he dislikes me to this day. Are they still together? No, they broke up. I sent him and she's a comedian too. Uh, I sent him an apologetic text, which he didn't respond to, but I hope he appreciated it because I let him know that it was not premeditated because he had invited me into his home. I'd been at their, it was fucked up, honestly. Like we had hung out, like he's a good dude. Like 
and we, me and this girl were friends. And then like, she, honestly, she started getting really flirty with me. I'm, I'm going to be real. And I maybe could have like not, I could have not participated, but I did. And then one night we kissed and then she fucking told him immediately. And I was like, what the Ooh. fuck? Why would you tell, like, why would you throw me under the bus like that? She kissed you while you we, guys kissed we while kissed. they were dating. Yes. Mm. And we were at this fucking like, it was a very like LA night. We were at some Hollywood party. All these fucking like famous people walking around. It was crazy. There was a pool. We there was a pool. Something up, tells me there was a pool. We end up kissing briefly. It wasn't even, honestly, it wasn't a big deal. Of course, she has to tell him, but like put me in a really tough position. And then when I texted him, she's like, "Why the fuck would you text him?" And I was like, "What do you mean? Like, I have to defend myself too." I let him know it wasn't premeditated. I haven't seen him since. Um, I can only imagine that he maybe would fucking sock me in the fucking jaw, and I would probably deserve it. And I, I how long ago did that happen? Two, three years ago. Uh, no, it must have been three years ago. And honestly, if I saw him, I would immediately approach him and apologize again. Even though I think you he's would walk. Girlfriend. Would you walk up face first? Would there be any part of you that would be trying to guard your face from getting socked? Uh, I would be prepared for it. He doesn't seem like I'm going to punch you in the face kind of guy. But I would be like, listen, man, I'm really fucking sorry. Okay. I, but, but hold on. Here's my question. You said he might punch me in the face and I would deserve it, right? Mm -hmm. Does that mean that you would be willing to get punched in the face? I'd prefer not to get punched in the face. Because you can, you can avoid getting punched in right. the face. I wouldn't, you, I wouldn't just put it out there and be like... That's what I'm saying. Put it, put it there, oh, But if you see that he's rearing <laughs> back, are you going to put your hands up and I'll, try to duck it? I'll move back. Yeah. I'll get out of the way, yeah. I'm not just going to let him fucking... No, out. you shouldn't let someone punch you in the face, no matter what. But I'll tell you who, who the people were once we're off air. Oh, you'll, spicy. You'll enjoy it. I think you know them both. Someday maybe we'll start a Patreon and we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll leave all the names on there. Well, she and I are still friends. He and I are not, obviously. I wish that I could mend, make, mend that if, I, if possible. This is the conversation we've had many times. But I, dude, it was, pre, it was not premeditated. I didn't mean Fine. to do it. Um, hold on. I wasn't planning to do I it. I have an issue with that. Okay. Everything is somewhat premeditated. I wasn't like, I'm going to try to kiss her. I, I think I, I just was. It wasn't. Okay, that's fine. But there's... There is there are unless you are reading the New York Times and all of a sudden she comes over and out of nowhere kisses you on the mouth. All right, that's different. There's a moment where you can stop what's happening. That's true. You I participated you, actively. Yeah, and the thing you see in movies too is that they'll kiss for a second and then they'll they'll push away and be like, "We can't do this." Right, right. No, that you didn't did, that, that didn't happen. And dude, yeah. uh, and also like, but she was like inciting it with my friends like she'd say things to my friends like sexual things about me to my friends and then they would obviously tell me and then i was like god damn it like yeah she's you know in and your she's head. really and she was like really pretty and cool and like i was like fuck you know boy i'm excited to hear who this is I know, I know. so okay we've said this before guy code you know you you shouldn't beat yourself up over this because what if what did you violate his friendship fine I guess I, you know, we I wouldn't have called us friends, but we were friendly enough that doing that then, wasn't cool. Then, then if he's not your friend, then you didn't. He, 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 he welcomed me into his apartment and treated me nicely. What is this, Japan? <laughs> what? You, I mean, there's what? what are you? There's no like <laughs> code here. You know what I mean? I feel that the guy code was was violated. No, I know you say it, the guy code is bullshit. It's bullshit. But. That's bullshit because because you know everything. If you really boil it down, is darwinism right survival of the fittest i guess the, the instincts all of that we're, we're just we're just acting out our most basic urges mm -hmm. in the moment and and you know if you make it that way then it's like you it's a mating thing yeah and what's gonna get in the way like what some idea that he, he made you tea one day oh now all of a sudden it's it's worse if you kiss his girlfriend I'll tell you what, what we were talking about last episode, the type of people who are willing to start fights in public like that don't give a fuck about anyone's girlfriend. No. And I envy them in this situation. I guess that's true. But yeah. dude, yeah, but you're right, man. I guess you're right. Fuck, I don't know. It's tough. Listen, listen. I I admire in a way, I suppose, men who uh would abide by that ridiculous <laughs> unwritten rule of guy code and, and say well that that's a 
that's a, a that woman is spoken for, so I must <laughs> not approach. She's off limits, even if they're not friends with that guy. That somehow some loose gender connection means that he can't do that. But I cannot uh, count. I I don't know. I don't know a single guy that that would really do that. Can you name someone who would do what? Who would not if they were single and they knew a guy and uh, a that a girl had a boyfriend, had a boyfriend that that just categorically that that guy's that girl's off limits. I don't know. No, I don't know any guy like that. Not one. It's just like such a like you're like it's bullshit. You're like lame, honestly. If that's your she had a boy like she came on to you so strong but you stopped it because she, Yeah, this, this girl who's fucking I've so never heard of that. Fucking, yeah, I've never heard happen. of that in my life. Yeah, neither actually. It ha- yes, it happens when the guy you is your friend. The boyfriend, if yes, you're, is your friend for sure. Much different. But if just a some abstract boyfriend, if you've never even seen the boyfriend, is he even real? Yeah. <laughs> there are, you know, I guess quantum sc- physics scummier levels of it, right? Where yes, if, if part of your strategy is to put the boyfriend down such that you try to diminish him for your own purposes, for your own advancement Savage. with her. Yeah. That's that's kind of lame, right? Rat-like behavior. Yeah. You should be better than that, and yes. you should believe in yourself enough to win in a fair fight, yes. so to speak. But, again, I'm not really knocking that guy that much either. Right. Now, I guess, I mean, whatever. He's not a, he's not a great dude. He's not an admirable guy. I don't care guy. that much. I don't care enough to like get involved in this. I'm not going to lobby against him and his t- and his yeah, kind. Yeah, it's a waste of time. It's a waste of time, man. Oh. So yeah, dude, fucking hot stuff, baby. Speaking of hot stuff, <laughs> I'm going to uh, to Jackson Hole, Wyoming for a bachelor party in March. Fuck yeah, man! I was just there uh, in last summer, and it's it had such a great time. It's, it's a pretty cool place. It's Gorgeous. the sort of place where we we've talked about this before, where you buy a a, a cowboy hat absolutely because you think you're a cowboy and then <laughs> you bring it home with you you might even buy the box that protects the hat while you fly it home that's funny right because you love that hat so much in jackson you ship Hole. it separately and then it sits like a body on your shelf in your closet collecting dust because you can't wear a cowboy hat like, in new gonna, york yeah. city you can't even wear it for halloween either where you're like this is i'm i'm me in jackson hole last year <laughs> All of your outfits from that day forward or something that incorporates a cowboy hat. Indiana Jones, but with a Western theme. But here's the point. You know, uh, I one thing you can wear with a Jackson Hole uh, uh, vibe is is the plover rope. Which we are wearing. We now. are wearing them right now. And they are sick, dude. We don't have to wear these for the episode. That was not part of the agreement that, wasn't that we part have of the with deal. this awesome brand. We just love them so much that we're wearing them. This is a robe company that was started by two uh, young people that I, I I really think are fantastic people. Two young hustlers. Two young hustlers. Um, they had the idea that they used to go to Jackson Hole a lot and uh, the hot springs in Jackson Hole, right? You need something to get from your cabin to the hot springs and then you want something to put back on in the hot springs uh, once you've left the hot springs, excuse me to um walk back to your cabin the same thing is true of a jacuzzi by the way if that if you don't have a hot spring handy do you have any hot springs handy unfortunately i do not they're pretty great apparently there are more of them there than there are anywhere else in the world there's more geysers in that area of wyoming than anywhere else. isn't that fun my problem with hot springs is that they're they always tend to smell like sulfur (laughs) boiling eggs yeah that's true that's a little gross whatever it may be uh this is your absolute choice for any hot spring to and from right and, and this the idea was because it's freezing when you get out and you have to walk back right that's right and you have to adjust the temperature these are great too because they're silk i think or some kind of there's some thermo thermo regulating moisture wicking sorry i don't think that there's silk thermo <laughs> i fucked that up we <laughs> what is this even, japan yeah, we, we, <laughs> again with japan Dude, that's hilarious what is this, Japan? This, I, I, dude, I smell a new catchphrase coming on. What is this, Japan? Um, this thermoregulating material um, is really nice because it's adaptive to the, whatever climate you're in. So like, yeah. you can wear it when it's like kind of hot out and still feel good. Yeah. Um, and you can wear it and it can make you feel warm as well. Yeah. I also think during this time, Francis, it's really important to have something that's comfortable to wear around the house. That's right. Especially in this cold, for us, this cold winter in New York, like, 
I'm going to be inside a lot and it's going to suck. And like, it's really nice to have something comfortable. That's exactly right. And, uh, you know, this is a robe. Okay. So I've never had a robe before. I've had bathrobes. Yeah. But I've never had a robe robe. Yeah. Same. Actually, I have bathrobes. I don't have a robe robe. Yeah. And you can just tie them up and you're good to go. It's great for reading, lounging, sipping. Anything you want to do, let chillin', son. Let your bits and pieces fly. Air yourself out. Whatever you want to do, plover robes are what you need. Fun, fun cost, fun um, designs. I'm wearing the hot llama. That's what they call it. <laughs> I don't know. You got the blue camo. Mine's the purple. I feel like I'm about to come out on a fucking rap set. Yeah, I, like, I was saying before. Thinking I was like, of going smoke. to Canada, but I know they don't. <laughs> about moving to Canada, but I know they're going to be still watching me. That's right. Still That's, got it, those dude. are the words. Um, so where can we find these? Oh, you should go to ploverrobes.com backslash oops and use promo code oops right now for 15% off of your first order. Plover robes. They're, they're awesome. Ladies, get them. And you they have hoods. Robes. They have hoods. Get them for your man. Men will love these. They are unisex. They're accessible to anyone, regardless of their gender. Yeah, this is a great gift. This is great a really Valentine's good robe. Gift. Check it out. We Clover love robes. these guys. We love this brand. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, definitely go out and grab one of these. Really fun. I'm having fun in mine. Cloverrobes.com slash oops. Promo code oops. 15% off your first order. Get them today. Fuck yeah. So I have a question for you, and I think we've sort of uh, alluded to this a bit. It's fucking Japan, dude. This I think that's my it's, new one. <laughs> is this Japan? <laughs> dude, that's really funny. It's really... Oh, man. Okay. So my girlfriend sleep... Have I talked about this before? My girlfriend sleeps in a way that makes me like... I've talked about this before. It's fine. Bring it again. Okay. People love uh, nostalgia. So she... I, I've, she, sleeps in, she sleeps like a fucking boomerang, dude. So like... Oh, God. Like she's, she's like, a, like a carrot... Like in, in the English language, a carrot. So like Wait, what? her, like you know what the carrot symbol? It's like a, it's like an art, like a boomerang. Well, I know what a boomerang looks like, but all the carrots I know are straight. No, but the carrot symbol, like the carrot in the, on, on the keyboard, not like a carrot, like, hey, what's up doc? What the hell is a carrot on a keyboard? Like a, it's like a, it's like a. Less than or a greater than? No, no, but uh, yeah, a less than or a greater than, but, but turned on its side. Like, okay. like the art. Whatever. I understand what you're saying, but I need to see this carrot situation. Chris, show him. Show our man. That's a carrot. Oh, that's a carrot. So she's, As in, look up. Look up at that thing above right. above me. So she sleeps like that, and it's really frustrating because her like back is is taking up my side of the bed. So I have to sleep like I'm in a coffin hell. in order to be able to, or like a sardine. This is in, my hell. But then if I try to fucking like snuggle with her, I then have to go onto her pillow and she goes, get off my fucking pillow. I'm like, how else? God damn it. Wow. What am I supposed to do? Well, what are, you know, here, here's, here's my first, uh, my first suggestion. You need a, a pillow wall. The pillow wall. We don't have a big enough bed. We need to upgrade. What do you have? So I have a queen, but she has, a, I think she has a full. It's too small. Ew. I know. She's moving soon. We're going to, we're going to upgrade. Sounds like you're in the army. Her. <laughs> this is some kind now, of I like, army relationship it's a very comfortable bed her room is lovely too she really like set the ambiance up nicely i actually call it my happy place huh. yeah. women are great at making rooms comfortable Dude, on sunday afternoon her room is my favorite place to be that's it's a safe place it's really, yeah, yeah it's comforting it's really i know really i know nice. what you mean by that it's really nice but dude i'm at a point where i can't even fathom sleeping in a bed with a, my significant other if it's not a king bed I know. I know. Seriously. I know. I don't understand how people do it. Dude, I'm really starting to toy. I'm starting to toy with the idea of living with her. Whoa. I know. Have you have you said this to her? <sighs> Kinda. Does like, she listen to the podcast? She does. Wow. We we've talked about it a little. Like I think I think she wants to do it in like April, which might be too soon for me. But oh. there are also like other complicating factors. Like I think she might still choose to live with somebody, maybe like it's unclear. But when push comes to shove, when that day comes, if she's like moving into a place, I might be ready to make, I might be ready. I don't know. Maybe not in April, but within the year, I think. I think it's a very good idea. And you've said this to me before, so elaborate on this. Well, I think that the idea of cohabitating has changed a lot um, over the, over the, the years. I think that it used to be uh, an irreversible step. 
that you weren't supposed to take that leap unless you were certain you were on the road to marriage. I, and I sort of have that thought still. I don't agree. Okay. I think it can still be viewed as a an important trial. Mm-hmm. Uh, one where, yes, you should be open certainly to the idea that you might get married. But you don't need to know that for sure. And in fact, living together is one of the uh, the things that will help you answer that. Mm-hmm. In fact, I don't think anyone should get engaged unless they've lived together. I mean that. Very interesting. Unless you're like, you know, live in a long distance crazy relationship or right. someone's in the army or something. No, dude, very, it's a very interesting point. So the the one thing that I thought in my head about this is that I've sort of like perpetually struggled financially like throughout my entire 20s and like just now i'm not struggling financially anymore and it's such a nice feeling that i like want to enjoy it instead of just suddenly tacking on this like extra expense that i don't currently have which i know is ridiculous you know julio that's one way to look at the coin the other way to look at it is that all of a sudden for the first time you have the means to cohabitate with your girlfriend that's another way to look at it which is a really important step it really is an important step and dude you know i mean the people who i'm living with they're so generous and i really appreciate them so much i feel like they're like patrons of the arts or something i feel like it's fucking you know florence in the 16th century or something like i'm living with these people and you know creating art and which is this i guess we want to call this art <laughs> Um, but I, I, dude, I appreciate them so much. I love living with them. But yeah, I also sort of am starting to feel guilty about that. I'm like, how long am I just going to be this fucking the freeloader guy we were talking about in last episode? Yeah, I'm the worst example of that guy. I show up and never leave. <laughs> yes, but you've told it's a me story. It's that a they situation. that they really appreciate what you bring. I mean, there's a, the there's table. a room for me. I hope that they appreciate. It is a big living situation, so I mean, it, it is a little different, but. I got to figure it out. It's the time's coming where, and I might think, I think that once I make that move, I'll, I'll enjoy it. So how do you reconcile these two thoughts? Because they seem to be very much in conflict. One being, uh, I really enjoy the freedom of my finances, given that I live for free Mm -hmm. and you're making money and you want to put that towards. I mean, I pay, I, so I already am like have a reasonable amount of overhead when it, of like paying off student debt. Mm-hmm. And some like debts along those like uh, similar to that kind of stuff. So like that is like a big chunk of money monthly and ha- always has been. But still, like that's no excuse to just never have. You know, I'm going to be paying those for a while. So there's right. that. But so but the the other thought is that I have uh, this other commercial that hopefully is going to start running soon. Hopefully, you know, money will be good enough that it won't be that big of a hit to do it. Yes. So right, you you know these two these two things being. Wanting to to have, I guess, the freedom to put the money that you're making towards, I guess, whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Versus wanting to take a step forward with your girlfriend. And, and, right. and you know, I'm sure. How would she feel? Let me ask you this. How would she feel if she has it in her mind, potentially, that you two might live together? And then you said, actually... I want to protect my free living situation and put this money that I'm making towards continuing to travel and, and all right. that. So that's the thing too. You know, I, I like that's important to me. I, but I still think, you know, I, I wouldn't have to sacrifice it necessarily. You know what I mean? One thing that worries me a little bit is the idea of like, and I said this to her, I was like, you know, if I want to just get up and go, like, is that going to be weird? I'm just leaving you there. But like, even with just our lifestyle, Wait, what do you mean get up and go? Like, if I decide I want to go to fucking, you know, Bhutan one day, I know I need to get a visa to go there, but that's not a good example. Whatever. Like, Yeah, I was going to call you on that. <laughs> you looked at me as if I was an ambassador to Bhutan. That I worked at the embassy. Hang on, not so fast, Julio. Don't forget. I know, I know. I need a, a visa to go there. But say even all right, fine. That's hilarious. If I want to go to like Portugal or wherever, if I just want to get up and go, like is that a problem? Like, and she's like, no, like whatever. You know what I mean? Like, and that might be not true. Like that might be a problem. But like, if it is a problem, let's also remember that our lifestyles normally, when things are normal, we travel a lot. Yes. So that's going to be the reality of the situation anyway. So like she'll be used to me having to leave. Okay. 
fine. So that's a good thing. The other side of it too, though, Julio, is that you may realize that you don't need to travel as much as you thought. That's true. By living with somebody and finding a routine or whatever it is, you love being home. Right, right. Dude, I love being home. I know. I I don't want to go anywhere. (laughs) We said this last episode. I don't want to go outside. Right. and I Let alone Bhutan. (laughs) But dude, so, okay, that's a good point. And I think maybe part of the reason why, maybe part of the reason why I like traveling so much is because I don't have my own place, really. Yes. Maybe that's part of it. But it could be very good for you to put down some roots. Yeah, no, I agree. And also, listen, I don't, again, I don't think that this means that I have to stop traveling. Like, if I, I can still plan a couple, two or three great trips a year, I mean, you go, you travel too. You know yeah. what I mean? It doesn't have to be a thing where I'm somewhere every weekend. That's ridiculous. Right. You know what I mean? There can, I can still actively pursue traveling and, and not, and have like a life at home. Yes. You know what I mean? I yeah. think that's my goal, actually, is to be able to do that. And I think it's very doable. So, We'll see. I got to think more about this. Yeah. Listen, it's funny. I think a lot of uh, people, men and women, get the sense of the walls are closing in, right? They get that claustrophobia as their relationships progress. And whether it's uh, an impending you know, expectation of, of an engagement ring or cohabitation or you know, you need to get serious or else say goodbye, right. um, people feel that and people mm-hmm. react to it for you clearly the freedom of being able to travel and especially travel spontaneously is something that you hold sacred it's important to me um but you have to realize that living with a girlfriend does not i don't i know her i don't think she's the type of person who's ever gonna say like you're going away again i agree actually she's very laid back She's and like, and this is something that I had to deal with, right? Where mm-hmm. I had I kept feeling the need to explain to my girlfriend as we got more and more serious, like, just so you know, I don't know where my career is going to take me. I might have to move to L.A. I might have to do this. I, you know, as if I was like fending her off, right? And every time she was like, "Yeah, I fucking get it. I know right. what I signed up for." Right, 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 right. She so says, my my girl says the same thing. We that is our own insecurity. Totally. Uh, sort of tr- speaking crazy right. uh, to to them. They don't give a fuck. They have jobs. I know. Dude, they, they, they got jo- shit they to do. Jobs. They've got friends. <laughs> They've got jobs and I know. friends. It's so true. If they want us, to, if, if we decide to go to you know Lisbon or wherever the hell you're trying to go for a week, they'd, they'd be psyched. <laughs> Dude, you know, yeah, for, for, for five days, then the, you start to miss each other, whatever. But like, right. you think about... You know, I, I I don't know. You don't live with your girlfriend. For me, at least, I know that uh, if my girlfriend goes away for a long weekend, there is a little bit of of excitement, and I sleep in the middle of the bed. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Jesus, I I, <laughs> I order food for one, and it feels like I'm getting everything half off because I'm not paying for two meals or whatever it is. Like we don't have to figure things out you know right, anything right. i want to do the world is my oyster and i know she feels the same way right right that's nice that that time apart can be positive it not only positive it's but it necessary. also yeah towards the end you start to realize like oh you know what i really miss the things that the other person brought to the table so you welcome them back and you're right. excited to see each other again it's very healthy very healthy yeah in my opinion uh to catch up on your sleep so um all of that is to say like you know <laughs> I could see her being like, "Who do you think you are?" That I know, I know, fuck. That I would care if you went to Portugal for right, a week, right? You know, like I could, I could see her reacting that way. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think maybe you're right. I think maybe you're right. Yeah, I, you know. But I get it because I, I've had that same exact, you know. Yeah, something to think like, about. Don't get in my way. Like I need a, I need a straight runway to my career of being <laughs> a legendary comedian and. No obstacles. Anyone trying to you you telling me you need me to go to a wedding in May is a is going to derail my career. Right. I can't give up that time. Right. And, and it, it speaks to the idea of like overcomplicating the future. Yeah. You start to think about things. You don't know things progress up to that point, mm-hmm. and it will make sense at that time. You don't need to plan five years ahead. But what about now? Like, I'm mean, in some ways you do, but not as far as like 
you can't possibly understand the dynamics of things in That's the future. Right. Yeah. So you need to try to maybe give them a shot sometimes. That's it. And the other thing is, dude, you have a spectacular 10 out of 10 girlfriend. She's great. And at some point, you need to get serious <laughs> about it. I would argue that I am serious about it. No, I know. I know. But I'm saying like, you know, listen, I don't think that either of us have the thought of like what else is out there. We don't we're not like that. Mm. We're not, you know, puzzling over what other fish are in the sea or any of that shit. But a a a true catch warrants us getting our ass in gear. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like that, that a, a high caliber woman, someone who is just a, an absolutely spectacular person. Uh, you gotta, you gotta like meet that with quality and commitment. Right. And I'm not saying you don't. Right. No, I know. No. But it's a necessary thing. Yeah. To do. No, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I mean, she knows that I'm committed, but like, you know, we'll see these next steps. They're they're big ones. Will we will we see? We will, yeah. What's your do you have a time frame? No. When the time's right. Come on. Dude, I don't know. Like, I already said before, you know, I I could see it. You some said point. this April. You said April. That's when she's she I think is potentially going to have to move, but I think that somewhere in the aftermath of that, it will become very clear if it hasn't already. Okay, so you are not really talking about Finding a place together in April. Not really. Okay. So then. But dude, I'll say this. We, we like just were in Georgia together. Then we were in the Bahamas together. And then we were doing like our quarantine situation. And we did that together for like five or six more days. And when that ended, we were sad. We enjoyed spending all that time together. It's amazing. I think you're a spectacular couple. Thanks. And I really want you, I really, I want you guys to, 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 you know. To end up together, I, whatever. I don't even know what I'm saying. No, it's good. The, the, but here's here's my point. So then, if April and I, you just finished a, a wonderful thought about not cluttering the future. But um, <laughs> my, my guess is, I, I I'm different. I like to map everything out. So in theory, she finds a new place in April. Is she going to find a new place with the sort of criteria of? this might be a place that Julio could move into with me. So this is the thing. Like she's, she's been so on top of it, but then she'll like, like an apartment and want to see it. And the broker's like, no, you're not moving for in for three months. Like, no, we are not showing you the apartment. Why does she even tell them? I don't know. Her move date. That's a good question. I didn't do that. She should, maybe she shouldn't have done that, but, but you can kind of lie. The point is there, there's a couple pivotal things that need to happen in the next month or so that will make it clear what her actual plan is. And once that happens, that will dictate what the conversation looks like. Do you think it's more likely that she finds a place that the two of you could potentially cohabitate when you think the time is right, or that she finds a place for a year and then with the idea that in another year she might move out and the two of you would find a different place together. I don't necessarily know if either of those are the answer, but I'm leaning towards the former. Okay. The first, like, I think that she doesn't want to have to move and then move again in a year. Got it. So more likely the former, but maybe just with the idea of someplace she'd live in herself. I don't really know. So I'm holding your feet to the fire on this I know, one. I know. And I, I hope it's it. okay. It's okay. Because yeah. we we never do this. It's interesting. We never do this. I'm I'm putting you in an uncomfortable position. I know. It's good. But <laughs> the what I would say is that you start you you open this can of worms I did. by fine. saying I think my girlfriend and I are now thinking seriously about living together. It's not a crazy thought for sure. Yeah. And then I asked you very specific questions <laughs> and you Kind of backtracked. <laughs> you you definitely created a little more distance, a little bit of padding, and, a little wiggle room. Yeah, I, in a way, this to me is like presidential debate prep. Interesting. Where you know when you're heading towards a presidential debate, they'll bring in some like moderate. You know, they'll bring in somebody to like pretend to be John McCain, right? Right? Or, right. You know, uh, whoever it is. And they'll and that guy will ask them and they'll be like, you're going to get these questions from the yeah. real thing. 
And that's exactly <laughs> what's going to happen. Senator Colorado, you got to prepare for this. Better. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I am here to, to prep you for the big the big debate. Well, yeah, it's, he, it's it heating up, man. Everybody stay tuned on that one. We'll, uh, we'll I'm excited. See. I hope we get to stay up to date in real time on the podcast. I think we probably will. Okay, so we'll, we'll have our eye on April, uh, <laughs> and uh, that's the next big uh, sort of check mark or, or checkpoint, rather. Cool. Cool. Fun. Well, dude, this is going to be very interesting. We'll see how this all unfolds. Uh, this has been Oops the Podcast. Thank you guys very much for listening. I have a cool little project that I'm working on that's supposed to come out the 25th of January, barring some unexpected event. Uh, it's called Pack Light. It's a little travel kind of podcast. It's narrative style uh, produced by Chris. Um, there's like a bunch of music and bells and whistles. It's kind of like an experiential thing. So I'm pretty excited about it. It's going to be 12 episodes. It's all coming out at once. Um, so hopefully you guys will like it. I'm excited yeah. about it. I've heard some snippets from it, and uh, it sounds exactly like those NPR sort of true crime podcasts. It's it's that level of uh, you know incredible like music and sound effects, and it's just really soothing but fun and diverting. So I would I would encourage. We, we talked a lot about Julio's travels on the podcast, and this is a really nice painting of all of that. Thanks, man. Yeah, that I mean was it. a nice though sod. I you know what it is? I didn't think we were capable of doing something like that. Oh, like that kind of thing. I thought NPR right, right, was right. the only group of people that could do that. <laughs> right. And then you did it. And I was like, wait, that's possible? It was fucking hard, dude. You know, Chris Chris found the stride eventually and it, it came together, but it was it was not easy. So it's amazing to yeah. me. So it's different. It's like not I don't even necessarily know if it's like laugh out loud funny. There's like funny moments in it, but it's just like more interesting than anything. It might not be for everybody, but check it out. An yeah. audio experience. Check it out. If you subscribe, I'd appreciate it. Give yeah. a rating, comment. The Pack same thing light. that you should do for Oops! The Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we appreciate that. It really helps us when we have a lot of comments and all that stuff. It just helps drive our popularity and everything. Right. So we appreciate it. Watch our YouTube. Um, buy some merch while it's still up there. And uh, Francis, you got anything else? No, that's it. Plover robes. Plover robes. Plover uh, robes. Backslash oops. Promo code oops gets 15% off. Go buy them for your hot springs. That's it. <laughs>